You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Cooligans, stupid. Justin Bieber said, Christian was staring out his window lovingly at a pizza shop thinking of Alexis during their break. Bro, you didn't <laughs> once think about me wondering, like, I wonder what he's doing right now. <laughs> Seriously. And, and what? Cut the bullshit, Christian. When I think about you, I'm not thinking about, I wonder what Alexis is up to right now. <laughs> I think about you all the time, dude. <laughs> you think about what I'm doing yes, at any given moment? Because you're kind of a you're kind of a placid dude. You know what I mean? Right, right. You don't really shake it up too much. <laughs> so I'm doing, I'm doing something pretty boring in your eyes. Either that or like when everyone like Nutmeg and Helene walk out of the room, I don't know, you jump on the couch and do air guitar or something. Nah, you know bro. I, mean? I got I got guitar here for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've been oh, so during the break. A couple things I've done. Uh, Tell me what you did during the break. This is went, what did you do during the break, Christian? I went to the Catskills. I went hey. to Auto Camp, yeah, uh, which I've also been to. Yeah, it was a, which is a, a, a. How long were you there for? I was there for two uh, two nights, three days. Okay, all right. I was there for one night. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's a. It's a trailer park, for the it's lack of a better. It's 100% a very fancy trailer a, park it, in the woods. Exactly. If if Williamsburg was a big trailer park, this uh-huh. is what Auto Camp would be. It was great. First of all, everyone there from Brooklyn. Right. Totally, everyone. Totally. One guy from Boston with a group of people from Brooklyn. <laughs> it was shocking. So, uh, Cool clubhouse. Cool club. The clubhouse was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, you know, a bunch of games. I had Jenga. Oh, you? Oh, okay. I didn't partake, but I, I saw it and I was like, "This is cool." I, I but, bought wine, and they but they allowed dogs, so we brought Nutmeg as well. This is why I left early. And Nutmeg, I said uh, I want out. He loved it because he's like, it's you all know, sm- everywhere. Yeah, smelling all the new smells. He's right, like, right, right. I've never been. Get your head out of there. We don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he he also did. Um, <laughs> I had to be careful because he's like so excited about the different places, and and this because there's a lot of dogs. The dogs are always like marking their territory, peeing on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of bushes everywhere. I, I did the same thing. I don't yes, yes. Uh, so he did he pulled he, it out, did a little Nutmeg, lap around the trail. Apologies to Auto Camp, uh, but Nutmeg did. Uh, he peed a little bit on the jungle blocks. He didn't know that it wasn't a thing. Hey. Hey, he said, I got next. <laughs> it's like when you put hey, a quarter yeah, in yeah. an arcade. You, you, ever, you, ever play, you ever play pool at like, a, at like a CD bar or whatever? You take your four quarters and you put it on the on the Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. On the on ledge. The, uh, yeah. And you're like, hey, yeah. There's, your names aren't on the quarter. I mean, there's just there's quarters everywhere. I don't know who's first, who's so, second. Uh, but this was the dog version of that. Correct, correct. Yeah. And it, Eat on the Jenga He block. beat a little bit. You can't bit. take nutmeg. I mean, you, who who... Who among us has not grabbed a couple jungle blocks with peel on it? And it first of all, <laughs> I've been to a bar called Breakers in Queens. Guarantee you there's pee on it because it's Queens. <laughs> and second of all, this is why you don't miss me. You've essentially got a an Alexis replacement yes, yes. in having to corral nutmeg. Correct. Because I have to tell you all the time, hey, don't pee on that. Don't do that. And I'm like, but the jungle blocks are sitting right here. <laughs> why would I not pee on them if they're so close to me? How am I? <laughs> so that is what you do. Oh, that's a great question. I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, let's go. Bad Bunny. Uh, Did you see Bad Bunny f- throwing uh, a lady's cell phone who was harassing him? Uh, first of all, I co-signed <laughs> Bad Bunny. You hear what he said? I didn't hear what he said. He said, if you come up to me and you want to say hi and you want to talk, we're friends. It's fine. Friendly conversation. Yeah. If all you want to do is come put a camera in my face, then yeah, I consider you being disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yo, this is a co-sign for everyone who's listening or watching, bro. If you come up to it, you put your phone in this man's face. 
and you can get social media content. Everything's going to be gravy. You put your phone in my face. I'm throwing it at Bad Bunny, not even in the ocean. I'm going to have to find Bad Bunny and then throw a phone at him. Got it. All right. Well, so there. Everyone know what it is. You've been warned. So, yeah, we went to Puerto Rico. We we hung out in a, in a uh, uh, like, um, uh, beautiful hotel. 1919, uh, which was the date that the hotel opened, I believe, or at least Vanderbilt was something happened there. Okay. Sounds, sounds wealthy, bro. Oh, no, it was <laughs> way above my pay grade. And I was just like, you guys, you for sure, my credit card went through, right? <laughs> I kept asking. They're like, sir, we ran it once. Right. I'm like, just in case. Uh, 1919 might be one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, restaurant experiences we've ever had. And the night before, we went to a place called uh, Cocina Abierta, which was absolutely incredible. It's a prefix menu. You pick one from each. And every dish that was put down, my wife and I were like, I, I almost got up and ate another another group of people's uh, food. Also, table next to me, they're all from somewhere hipstery, right? That wasn't Brooklyn. It wasn't Portland, but somewhere where, you know, you could dress like you live in either one of those cities and it's okay. Yeah. And their entire conversation was about the world of comedy. And none of them like it. All four of them. <laughs> four people. It's a problematic industry. Just being as wildly <laughs> judgy, but not even of like, Oh, these people are saying things that I don't agree with, or maybe they're punching down. Yeah. It was just, here's what we don't like about comedy. And can I tell you what their what their I guess what their expertise, their prerequisite for having such an informed conversation about the industry, the person sitting next to them un unknowingly right, right. is a part of. One of the people is a woman who is a, a mid-level executive somewhere. Uh, she was asked to take a stand-up class as part of her, of her orientation right. for that management course. So she took a two-day stand-up class. So and because need, of that, so they just took a chopper <laughs> to the entire industry. Bro. Friends of ours were catching strays the, I, left the and reason, right. The reason we're experts because we did the seven-day class. Oh, see? Okay? <laughs> so, this is important. And she, should, she just needed a couple more days Also... Into it. We didn't volunteer for the class. We were asked to do it as part of our orientation. But I could not. I didn't know. I'm like, and the whole time Donald was like, don't ruin this fucking dinner by saying something. You need to just sit here. Forget about him. I mean, the only comic they said they liked was one guy liked Dimitri Martin and someone else said they liked uh, Berbiglia. Two unproblematic kings. But, okay, I mean, you yeah, love to see it. Yeah, you're not gonna. There's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I look personally. I wouldn't laugh too hard, but I right, would right, laugh right. at both of them. They're very funny. What did Dimitri Martin draw this time? <laughs> I know. Oh, pull the easel out. <laughs> Only with consent. It's easel consent. <laughs> it was just such a. It was like you, you kind of ruined a relatively special dinner. <laughs> and they didn't even know that no. day. Look at that. Rest of the time, no. The Jacuzzi Boys, bro. Just me and wife. I don't know why she's a boy <laughs> she's, she's one of the boys. <laughs> she's one of the boys, bro. <laughs> and let me tell you something. The boys have a special relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you love to see it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Well, that's right. We're doing hellos again. Hey, I'm Alexis Guerrero. Uh, look, we have a lot of... Uh, 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 thank you to everybody who tuned in during the World Cup. You know what? Morgan Tenza says, wow, Christian, rude. You didn't even mention the best part of your break. 
That's right. More I did get lunch with Morgan. Morgan came to see the studio. Yeah, Morgan, well. that's way more important than his pregnant <laughs> wife and the trip they took. Good. I'm glad I yeah. have you in the chat yeah. to really remind me of my priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Morgan, you want to talk about it? You got to take a pee on a couple blocks. <laughs> you, know, you didn't pee on any Jenga blocks. <laughs> no, I walked in here. I, this is still my territory. You didn't mark it at all. So, uh, yeah, so I got to hang out with Morgan. So shout out to Morgan Tenza coming through. Um, the, uh, yes, the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, an incredible time. If you, uh, if you haven't tuned into our Patreon episode with Harry, our producer, Harry. You got to hear a Harry exit interview. <laughs> right. Harry's no longer Harry's with, not here anymore. Harry, but uh, he is, uh, yes. But if you want to get to know all the details of like what it's like to cover the World Cup every single day, yeah. uh, you join the Patreon and listen to the No Cap Recap. But I do want to uh, point out, thank you to everybody who tuned into the World Cup. We have a, a lot of new listeners that, that you know, that people. maybe getting into the sport for the first time, uh, uh, listening to the Cooligans for the first time. So I just want to say thank you. Welcome. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, it, it gets you. A couple it, things will remind you. Not everything goes away. Okay. Some <laughs> of it's going to be the same. It's going to feel like home. we're not going to be talking about World Cup anymore. <laughs> so, um, the, so, yeah. So the World Cup is over. Um, you know, there, obviously there's there have been a, a lot of, uh, you know, the – even like Mbappe and, and and Hakimi were at the Nets game yesterday. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Hakimi. How was, is that possible? How is what? Possible? I guess they're still on break. The Premier League confused me. Right, the right, Premier right. League refuses to take a break. <laughs> yeah, they went right back at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they gave what? It was really the 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 tw- the eighteenth or the twentieth was the final. The twentieth, right? The 20th. No, you, no the, yeah, the 20th. December 20th was no, the no, final. No, the 18th, because the 19th I flew out. Got it, got it. So the yeah. 18th was the final, and then the 26th uh, is the, was the return of the Premier League. And they did the the, the Boxing Day fixtures. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like... The, and then, like, two days later, did more fixtures. It felt like an NBA later. schedule, because yeah, it felt yeah. like, oh, oh, you got one night off. Figure yeah, it out, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, You might want to hustle. <laughs> uh, but no, Bundesliga, Ligon, La Liga. La Liga did come back. La Liga's back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, uh, Premier League has definitely has the most matches since the World Cup. Dude, uh, it just will not stop. And you know what <laughs> else won't stop? Arsenal winning, baby. Yeah, we got we have a lot to uh, to cover. So anybody, look, there's gonna be this is gonna be somewhat of a recap episode. So any if there's anything you think that we should discuss, please, every, people in the chat, put it in the chat. Let us know just so we don't uh, miss anything. But obviously, I think we should start with uh, obviously mm. the tragic news. Uh, and, and it, it sucks that you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. But um, obviously, the more recent one was, uh, you know, in the NFL, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, well, it's not tragic just yet it just, because yeah, he is still, alive, stable, but critical condition. Yeah, it's scary to see, and it's just thing a, a thing you don't want to see uh, in sports. Uh, but it, yeah, definitely a you know similar to you know I think when Christian Eriksen collapsed in the Euros two mm-hmm. years ago, right? Um, that felt like a, you know, obviously it's happened before in soccer. That was a cardiac arrest. And even though this was also, I think I shared this with you. Um, I, when, when we found out, unfortunately, and again, you know, we've talked about it, but rest in peace, obviously to, to Grant Wall, when we talked about Grant Wall's passing, uh, and it was a triple a, uh, that he had once that became public information, when Celine tweeted it out, uh, I said that to my wife and she goes, Oh, he doesn't look like someone who should have had a triple a. Like people who had triple A's are more shaped like you are. You keep Alexis. saying triple A, but the, uh, people think you're referring to the the car. 
That's that's how he passed, dude. No, if he had what? Geico, <laughs> say what you're uh, talking about. I don't know what the first. It's an aortic aneurysm. I don't know what the first part is. Right, right. Uh, Afrit, atrib. I don't know what the first word is. I uh-huh. apologize, but it is called the AAA. It's essentially a ballooning of the aorta of the the big sort of stalk uh, uh, vein that runs through your center of your body, um, which I get I get mine checked because I'm a bigger guy. Uh, typically, someone who has a, a AAA would look like me. Sure. They wouldn't be tall, lanky, and have a long jaw. As soon as my wife saw that, she goes, oh, he must have had Marfan, which I've never heard of, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. It's a syndrome of people who they end up looking almost like Snoop Dogg, very lanky, very long, long jaw, how Grant Wall looked. And sure. I was like, how do you know this? You know, I'm just, every once in a while, she'll say something where I'm like, how do you know this? And she's like, I don't know. No. And then it turns out he had Marfan. Right? Oh, okay. I so she that. diagnosed. She's like, I'm surprised he wasn't checked. I could have told him he had Marfan from just looking at him. And I'm like, what do you, you need to say something? What do I have? You know, and she's like, you're fat. I'm like, stop talking. Well, that, look, you know? I'm like, it, okay, we're done. We're done analyzing. It, it's a scary thing um, just because, you know, a, a, a lot of the concern is. Well, you no, know. well, let me point out when yeah. she's, I showed my wife the hit that Damar took. Yeah. And shoulder into the center of his chest. She goes, oh, he had a blank. I don't remember the verb she the word she used, mm-hmm. but essentially what happened is she believes just from watching the hit and the way he sort of got up and then collapsed that the hit jostled his heartbeat and right, it right. threw it off of the uh, rhythm, yeah, off yeah. of rhythm, which is that that's what people have been saying. I forgot the the name of the ATEP or something like that. No, it, it starts uh, it's with a C. I forgot the the name of the of the condition, but essentially he, he just hit so hard that he got. The, the the theory is that he got hit at just like the wrong and, time and, or the exact right time, right? You know, and it, and, it, and it, it stopped uh, the the rhythm of his heart. Uh, it, of his, it shifts it away from the electric sort of yeah, impulse yeah. that your so, brain is sending. It's just a terrifying thing uh, to see, and and because sports is so um, people you, saying like yo, it turns out wifey mass smart. <laughs> uh, also, yes, Abraham Lincoln did have it. Abraham Lincoln, yeah, Abraham Lincoln had the same. Sort of gangly. Oh yeah, thing. I am. Uh, yeah, damn, that's what got him, right? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> man, would have got him in a week. <laughs> Sucks how we lost yeah. him like that. Uh, yeah. No, the um, the it's just that you know when when moments like that, especially Monday Night Football, it is a it's just there's just so many people watching. This, but this also, let's say the NFL don't postpone games for anything. Right, right. But but the main thing is just that there's there's fewer and fewer times now in in I think in society, especially in in the United States where people are watching the exact same thing at the same time and experiencing something at the same time. Yeah, I mean, especially with the internet. Yeah, yeah, t- have, yeah. TV is there's not no the Johnny same. Carson. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> you know? So it, it's so that's what it is. The internet like just kind of goes uh, awry and and everybody's like, "Oh my god, everybody's experiencing the same exact thing you're experiencing." So it, it's uh, you I always ho- know when that's happening because the tweets will be like, "I hope he's okay." Like, there's yeah. no name associated, but very uh, yeah. It, it 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 devolves into you know terrible tweets and how could you say this at this moment? And it's all it, it's look. All I, you have to do is send a negative tweet towards Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip you don't even have to read Skip, Skip Bayless's Bayless tweets first. He's like, as soon as there's some tragedy, he's like, let me get. He, yeah. I'm gonna deliver the wrong take right now. <laughs> yo, yo, what's the angle? <laughs> No one's soul is willing to take because it's, I'll take it. It just again it, it highlights the the desperate need for what you know attention likes. We views. are we are. So I was having this conversation with someone that we're in a creator economy now. Yeah, dude. Where the creators sort of have 
sort of a, a control of, of attention. And it's I don't necessarily agree with it. I think we're in an algorithm economy. I think creators have figured out a way to get more attention from the algorithms. And people like Skip Baylor, so like, I need my head. Yeah, well, it's a, I would say it's a symbiotic relationship. Okay, well, I'm just going <laughs> to Google symbiotic. But, uh, so, look, it, it's, uh, again, it doesn't take it. It's still tragic and, and scary, and, and we hope he's okay. And then the other, when I was mentioning uh, just another tragedy, another just another sad day, is the loss of uh, Pele and Apologies for starting the show on just, uh, you know, I mean, I guess we started on the peeing on Jenga blocks, but now we get to uh, the more serious stuff. But yes, the loss of Pele uh, was uh, another, you know, uh, difficult thing. I mean, we talked about it during the World Cup when uh, it was sort of rumored that he was going to, into hospice. Uh, and and then, you know, we got the confirmation. We got the, the, the news that we, we didn't want uh, to hear. But just another... You know, the one person I definitely recommend is on the athletic, Pablo Maurer, uh, who's also a, a, a dear friend. Mike Thomas called it Christian's tragedy corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm here for. It's what he loves, dude. <laughs> um, but Pablo Maurer uh, in the athletic uh, wrote a lot about uh, Pele and I've been reading a lot of his stuff. And, and you know, there is a I mean, it, you know, you don't need me to tell you uh, how important of a figure uh, he was, but there. I, I think for, you know, in the last maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years, um, I think you tend to forget how uh, impactful Pele was. And, you know, I was a kid when Pele had already retired when I was born. Yeah, we're not. Well, that's not true. When, when did he? He played in the 80s, right? In, in, uh, in he, maybe, how, maybe. Yeah, yeah I he think. He might have been, yeah. But the, the, the fact that... Um, just his i mean just he was sort of you know when i'm reading everything about him and 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 just seeing more of uh you know there was that video going around of like uh pele did everything first way that we i think we talked about this turn everything all that stuff but then the the other one about uh you know in the i think in the 66 world cup Mm -hmm. um when he was getting uh, the pe- teams were just like, oh, he's the best one. We're just gonna follow him relentlessly. Like they really, yeah. he he was also one of the people that changed the way the game is played because uh, the like the the hacka shack was it was like hacka pele right. first. And shouts to uh, Five Aside, the podcast who sort of talked about how the reason why Brazilian players were at that point and in especially in his era better with the ball at their feet is because black uh, black players in Brazil weren't allowed to play. Um, at the highest levels, so once they did, the white players wouldn't even get carded for two footing them and stuff. Yeah, so they had to learn how to be a bit more creative to avoid. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't realize. I, I mean, I guess at some point, it, it you know, yellow cards and red cards were instituted in the game, but for a long time, they didn't exist. You could just foul as much as you wanted. It was a horrific game. <laughs> it was a nice- also someone would break their leg and you couldn't even replace them. That's right. If you if you were down a player, uh if there was an injury, right. there was simply you were just down a player. It was you know, uh, that that I knew about, but just uh just just yeah, again, just such a, a a huge figure and in the game and you and you realize as far as um a marketable superstar, mm-hmm. like he was just really one of the first uh, once that 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 in the television era, leaving radio into television, Pele was just one of the first global names that so many people knew all over the world, and that's and and it's just su- such a humble, um, 
when you hear him speak and talk about what he wanted to do with his life and 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 spread the game and mm-hmm. and talk about how much the game uh, could change the world and impact people's lives and he was the first one that could do that for sure bring people out of poverty and all this other yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. uh so just an absolute humanitarian it's just a uh, you know an incredible dude um and also i would say he was the first person that was like a, a maybe even a global sports idol mm-hmm. i can maybe muhammad ali yeah yeah maybe guys like that but as far as maybe of like team sports seems like he's the first one who was like of global effect yeah. And maybe he didn't affect a lot of people in the U.S., but obviously it was a big name because, you know, when NASL first started at that time, yeah, yeah. That time they were selling out stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, and, uh, yeah, I think for, uh, for me, I always, like, uh, uh, Mike Thomas just mentioned that Pele was the only soccer name I knew before I knew anything about soccer. Um, but, like, I, I, I have the connection of Pele with Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu was like the what an odd connection <laughs> to have with because he was the next Pele. He was that's that was the, all the ads and everything, and that was oh, I think one of my first. You know, I knew Pele obviously, but that's when I was like seeing him. You were like Pele, oh Freddie Adu's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yo, does Freddie co-sign him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the old Freddie Adu. <laughs> I remember him. So just uh, look, an amazing dude, and and I'm sure we'll uh, spend more time talking about him uh, in the future. But yeah, just uh, yeah, look, just a uh, uh, a sad. Uh, look, the World Cup was had a lot of sadness as well. On top of uh, yeah. you know, uh, there was uh, a lot of excitement. There was some negativity for sure. But we talked about on this show just to mention how much it meant to uh, to me growing up. Pele was, you know, a name. Everyone, even if you didn't know soccer, you knew Pele. Yeah. In fact, some people would just call the you know any reference to soccer. Pele would be it, as opposed to saying soccer or any club or whatever. In high school, we had. I mean, this became a joke in our chat. Pele blank. You know, we had a crew. Yeah, yeah. And the reason we called ourselves Pele is because we were good at kicking at the girls. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's as embarrassing as you think. And uh, we, I was Pele funny because I was funny. So, you know, Pele tall. <laughs> I'm glad you explained you that. Pele <laughs> IT. <laughs> you know. Pele boring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Pele smart sweets. You know what I mean? We all have our own Pele. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so, yeah, shouts to uh or rest in peace to Pele. Not shout out. <laughs> uh, rest in peace to uh, Pele. And we got a chance to interview his daughter, which was really cool. That's right, right. Uh, Kelly. Uh, yeah, so obviously feeling very much for uh, the, the family. Um, yeah, it's just a, a difficult time. So shouts. Oh, by the way, in the chat, they're asking what the S&P on my hat stands for. Uh, the guys from Court Street Grocers took over S&P Eisenberg's. Or Eisenberg's used to be called S&P Sandwich Shop way back in the day. And saved it. We went. It was incredible. Took my nephew. Showed my nephew the studio. Took my nephew to the studio. He's okay. 12 years old. Young, impressionable uh, boy. No reason why he should be allowed to hang out with me. Uh, <laughs> someone called you Bailey Excel. <laughs> uh, ben just called me. Um, which McG- <laughs> Alexis said shout out to his family. I did do the. Uh, <laughs> I did do it. Uh, I corrected myself who, at least. Uh, who was it that said that? That was Tiesto, right? No, not Tiesto. Um, oh, what was his what name? That was one of the DJs. I forgot his name. Damn. Anyway, that was at an MLS event. Most people don't remember that. Yes. That so. was an MLS live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we call it. Um, so yeah, I took my nephew. I brought my nephew to the studio, and he walks in. and He goes, "Whoa." You own this building? And I was like, yo, slow <laughs> down, bro. I'm far who, from who do you think your uncle is? That kind of successful. <laughs> do you see what I'm wearing? Uh, 
But I'm like, no, I'm allowed uh, to to work in this <laughs> four four walls. I go. He checked out the studio. We I took him to OS. I took him to SMP, and I was talking to the owner. And I didn't realize it was the owner. I was just talking to the guy in front of me. It's a long mm-hmm. counter. Uh, and he goes, hey, you go in the high high room a lot, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. He goes, cool. I was like, hey, man, gray hat. And he goes, oh, yeah, we only have five left. I'm like, yo, could you save one for me? I want to buy one on the way out. Absolutely. Guy walks over, and he goes, hey, man, uh, I don't, we've never met. I'm one of the owners. I own Corsia Grocers, High High Room, and this. Uh, I've seen you supporting our other restaurants before. Uh, so here's the hat on the house. And my nephew goes, cool hat. And in my head, I go, yeah, bro, you better buy one. <laughs> and I'm wearing it right here. The kid thought I was going to give it to him. Oh, wow. No, nah, bro. You ain't go. Did you go to High High Room? <laughs> he answers you no. You could have dude. done such an, you could have left a huge impression to such a kind thing for your nephew. Nah. No chance in hell, Yo, bro. You're like, look at my clout. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> uh, you should be <laughs> impressed with my clout. Just rocking. You wish this was you, huh? <laughs> no, damn, bro. You need to step your game up, my G. I suggest you start going to restaurants. <laughs> Uh, one day, if you work hard enough, you could get fat like me. I you know, know, bro. <laughs> hey, if someone has a triple A, you want to be the kind of guy that everyone assumes would have had it first. Uh, <laughs> but, but I did buy him his first pair of all-white, low-top Air Force Ones. Wow. The dude at the store was like, you don't understand what is being bestowed upon you, this is, sir. This is like... For a Cuban kid, this is like his bar mitzvah, bro. bro basically, bro, <laughs> I was like, yo, this is better than cutting off a piece of that. No. Uh, and I gave him this, and I was like, bro, you understand? Like, I have to show you how to, I have to show you how to tie these, how to lace these upright. You know, you, blah, blah. and the guy goes, and I said to him, I said to my nephew, I go, yo, you get like five wears max, unless they're cooked. Then they just become like your throwaways. Like you can't wear these out. Right. These are the throw out the garbage, maybe go to McDonald's or something. You know what I mean? You can't <laughs> hang out with your friends after like three or five wears. And he was like, why would I buy a pair of singles? I'm like, don't, 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 do not judge. <laughs> you. This is the culture you have You have been assigned. You grow, you're growing up in Newark. And the guy at the store, I go, let me ask you a question. How many times do you think he could wear this before he's done? He's like, bro, you get three, five max. Three to five max. And the kid was like, my God, this isn't just you. The kid <laughs> thinks I'm a maniac. I'm wearing the SP hat that he wanted. You know what I mean? The kid right, thinks right. I'm a maniac. I mean, it is uh whatever. It's a re- it's a pretty ridiculous culture. It uh, is not a pretty ridiculous culture. <laughs> a, you gotta have some things you hold on to. It's a Christian. waste. It's mostly a waste of money, but our traditions are the, the things that we can hand down to the tra- next generation. Traditions. Yes. These traditions, what, these, that, that was started by Nike to sell a bunch of extra sneakers? Nike didn't start this tradition. <laughs> we moved the culture. You think Timberland set out to be like, let's make a work move that also you can step on rats while you're selling drugs in the Bronx. It's just no. very convenient to be like, you can only wear it five times. Then you got to spend another 90 bucks on these. Uh, 110. 110. Wow, that's the culture. It went up. That's this tradition. Yo, you want to be that guy. <laughs> you want to get a free hat, you got to eat some sandwiches. Huh? <laughs> you want to look free. You're going to have to buy some sneakers, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. Uh, Cuban feather on the roof. That's how we depart uh, impart our culture. Uh, these two said Christian about to get himself canceled out here with that with this attitude. Bro, this dude will wear cooked-ass forces, bro. He don't have forces. He's I don't not have a forces one. guy. I, have I, but ever, he, I think I, I owned a pair. You're going to hurt myself with whatever number you bring right now. Um, no, I mean, I, I had high-top dunks. I don't think I've ever had a low-top. We ain't talking about dunks. We're talking about forces. Air Force One. It's the same. Oh, well, whatever. It's, they're the same sneaker. One is high top. One is low top. But they're not dunks. They're not dunks. Dunks Correct. are separate. Right. I've, uh, dunks are. 
Dunks are, they, they have a slight. Dunks they they little, say dunks on. <laughs> dunks are, first of all, they feel very They're different. They're literally the same they shoe. They are not the same shoe. <laughs> Tommy V says the hat stands for strippers and pizza, which is like, he spells strippers with a dollar sign instead of an S. Uh, I, under no circumstances are dunks and Air Force Ones the same sneakers. They're both basketball sneakers, but dunks don't have the air cushioning or the, the I think it's more of a, uh, what is it, like a honeycomb inside that Air Force Ones. Mm. Air Force Ones are ridiculously comfortable sneakers. Oh, sure. They're fine. Dunks are not. Uh, okay. I, I haven't worn either in over 15 years. Low key, though, shouts to Esby Dunks. They got the little bointy, 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 uh, you know, the little bouncy uh, cushion. Bointy? Bointy, bointy. <laughs> I didn't want to go boing. <laughs> we don't got that button? We got the bointy, bointy, bointy. Okay. All black right. Air Force Ones go for them. By the way, nephew showed up in all black Air Force Ones. Good for him. All right. Bro. You're raising a little criminal. Like, this Got kid, it. This kid is going <laughs> to rob SP. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't rob me from my app, bro. <laughs> okay. Let's get into uh, <clears throat> some of the big news. Jamie uh, Boyce said, The look on your face when Christian called Air Force Ones and Dunks the same thing. <laughs> bro, you know what to edit. <laughs> you know what that cut. You know what that clip. The uh, Cristiano Ronaldo um, is is a, a player at Al Nasser Nasser. I don't know how to say his. I'm gonna go with Nasser. Nasser. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, he did the Piers Morgan interview. Uh, he was like, "Yo, I'm done here." Uh, they, they 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 did pull up that old quote of him saying, "I." Um, I don't want to retire in in I want to retire with dignity. I want to retire with dignity, yeah, not yeah, yeah, in yeah. in Saudi Arabia or Dubai. He didn't say oh, no, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. He said not in Dubai, in the or U.S. or Dubai. Right. So technically, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's where you that the dignity is still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, you managed to. But here's what I want to talk about with Cristiano Ronaldo. Where did it all go wrong? We, now that we now that the story is filled out in Vegas, I don't know. Yeah, but like you know, like the the. <laughs> yes. <right>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On a personal level, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not touching that subject. But yes, of course. And that's why we don't really talk about him with glowing reviews on this show. Um, but you know, the the conversation about uh you watch Breaking Bad. You've watched all the episodes. Yes. You know, the question is when did he break bad, right? As a character. You you've heard the term breaking yes. bad. What would you say was the moment he broke bad? Huh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess it would be um you know, I didn't really watch uh, him when he was at Manchester United the first time around. I was, we were talking, I thought we were talking about <laughs> the character from the show Breaking Bad. Oh, the show. I thought you meant when Ronaldo broke bad. I was like, when the fuck? <laughs> then, <laughs> then, uh, what's his name? Hugh White. What was the character's name? Walter White. Walter White. When did Walter White from Manchester United? <laughs> no, no. On the show, when would you say he broke bad? Um, I mean that's it's up to interpretation. I guess when he when he started making meth is a pretty bad. <laughs> the, the writer actually, the writer's not that far. The yeah. the writer because I was like, oh, it was when he did this or when he decided. To, the writer said the moment he decided to sell drugs was the moment he broke bad. Right. There's no everything else is is a is a is correlated to that one decision and him trying to make that work. Yeah. So that brings me to Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, who played with Walter White at Manchester United. Biggest uh, drug dealer uh, <laughs> in Europe. We all know that. Uh, popular <laughs> like one. Um, when did Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> Hugh White, wears dunk forces <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Joe Whitlock finds a way to put all of my mistakes in one, in one text. Um, when did Cristiano Ronaldo break bad? Like, when did his career... 
make that turn? Was it going to Juventus? Was it after Juventus and trying to get to City? Was it <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson's phone call, which seemingly has ruined everything? Um, I would, yeah, I would say it's probably way, it's probably sometime during his, his time at Real Madrid. I think all that success, um, and, and, and professional success and then the commercial success, as soon as it, you know, as soon as the conversations of, of, you know, I would say like 10, 12 years ago, like Ronaldo Messi, we knew these are the the two next, uh, you know, Jordan Bird, Magic Bird, whatever. Um, as soon as... The maybe he broke bad when Instagram came out. You know what I mean? Like as soon as it be, he became such a more than a player and became just he became more of a brand than he did a player. That seems that would probably be the time. So I would say sometime during his his time at Real Madrid. Because realistically, if he was such a beloved player, I think he would have just stayed at Real Madrid for a longer time. He if if he still had really something to offer. I think I, I assume Real Madrid was happy to let him go. I mean, a, a nice cold brew said, yeah, when Madrid says you're past it, you're past it. They hang on to players forever. And that's the thing. Sergio Ramos was there for a very long time, very functional. Uh, Casemiro, obviously not an incredibly old guy, but played a lot of minutes, played there long enough. They sell him seemingly at the right moment after yeah. a little bit of injury trouble. I mean, and, and the jokes about, you know, Real Madrid having a lot of control or whatever, I think we should put a little bit of respect on their name. They're financially fairly solvent. They seem to be making smart decisions, and they seem to be continuing to win while doing that. They seem to be a well-run club. But at the time, I think people would have said, Cristiano Ronaldo, why, why, would, why would Real Madrid not want to resign him? He's a commercial juggernaut. He brings so much to the club. He's an idol at Real Madrid, and Real Madrid made the – Business decision to say, like, we're done. We're going to move on. We're going to go with Benzema up front towards the end of his career. That's the moment. I, it may not have been something within Real Madrid. I think it's with him just still trying to clutch onto that being the best. Okay. Instead of making a smart decision, had he maybe gone to Real Madrid, uh, back to Manchester United there, had he maybe taken a bit of a like? Remember Rooney when Rooney was done at, Man- at Manchester United, he went back to Everton. I know it didn't work out, but he said, "Let me see if I could go back to my boyhood club and patch this up, help them out a little bit." He tried to make like a, a more meaningful move. Yeah, and it, it, I think we see after returning to Manchester United that Ronaldo's not that type of guy. Of like, oh, what? Well, of course not, because we're not trying to talk to you, Siri. Why is Siri doing anything? Anyway, anyway, um, I just muted that. Um, he's not that type of player. He's just not a um, the guy that's going to be like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go help out my team because they need, they could really use my he leadership won't even do that or to direction. The midfielders, right, right, right. No, <laughs> yeah, that's just not, that's just not who he is. So the the, the main thing, like. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Ronaldo and and his new team. The, I think the more why would we? It's just the thumbnail in the title. But I think the more exciting uh, news from all of this was that he he was in conversations to go to an MLS team. Well, and this is I think this is I think he was just fielding all offers. But the fact that he even took a second call. Well, I mean, he clearly didn't want to go to Al Nasser. Nassar. Al Nasser. <laughs> sure, we'll just he pick. Clear, yeah, we're picking one yeah, and yeah. we're going to go with Al-Nasser, it. Al Nasser, yeah. He clearly didn't want to go. <laughs> Nick Red said, Ace. 
when did Cristiano Ronaldo go bad? Uh, <laughs> it was like yeah. milk. <laughs> um, uh, clearly didn't want to go there because the offer had been on the table for weeks and he had yet to accept it, accept it, accept it. So clearly he was waiting, hoping someone else, anyone else would, would sort of show up. Well, I, well I, look, you, you don't need an MLS team to uh, to inflate, you know, the, the... Oh, I don't think he was looking for inflate. <laughs> I think he was, like, hoping there was another way out. But, the, the, you know... And for, I do love that SKC had his discovery rights. <laughs> so, Sporting Kansas City, uh, and we saw this, uh, Taylor Twelman reported it, and, um, and, and Tom uh, Boger. But this was, uh, this was in some kind of negotiation where even, like, Pat well, Mahomes... Pat Mahomes got involved. It said, Sporting Kansas City were the MLS team that came closest. Right. So but, that could simply mean like they took two steps forward. No, yeah. but they but Tom also reported this that, that that they did have conversations and that Cristiano Ronaldo was interested and even got Pat Mahomes involved. So the Sporting Kansas City uh Kansas City ownership group uh spoke to Pat Mahomes and said like, "Hey, he, call your boy." Call your boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like and he and and he said, um, "Let me know what I need to do." So there was a, a of course a, he's owns he owns right right so I'm just saying he's like yo this is good for the good for the value no right no here. so it was it wasn't the a, chat disappeared uh yeah that happens sometimes uh I, I'll figure that out later but the but that um the fact that it got that far where a you know an NFL superstar could could possibly sway the decision. I think the, the, the main thing here is that a lot of people are shocked that an MLS team was even in contention. And then for, I think from the MLS fan side, it's like, why would Sporting Kansas City even try to go after this dude? Okay, we all know exactly. <laughs> right, right. But I, look, I think... All you have to know is every, every article about Al Nasser now is about how many followers they've gained on Instagram right, and Twitter. Right. And you know, and that, and that yeah, and like we that comes with it, whether you like it or not. That comes with the territory of signing a name as big as Cristiano Ronaldo. So, the, the, is Sporting Kansas City? Um, are they? Is it fair to criticize the fact that they were even trying aggressively to get Ronaldo? Do you think it's just? Do, should they? I mean, there has to be a from one to ten. How much do you think they deserve any criticism? Because I, I think, think this if, would have made a lot of uh, uh, fans upset. Of course, and and rightfully so. But I think if any criticism goes to them, it's minimal because it didn't happen. Maybe you like you you hope some of the more intelligent people in the room were like, "Hey, yo, it feels like we shouldn't do this." You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. So you hope. So I think no, I minimal criticism. You got to explore all avenues, right? Okay. If you're in a brainstorming session and you say, yo, there's no dumb questions. If someone says like, yo, how do I get, how come I don't have toes on my dick? You'll be like, all right. <laughs> okay. First of all, I did say there's no dumb questions. So I'm going to write this on the board, but I'm going to let you know later that that probably wasn't the smartest question in the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're exploring all business opportunities, that's one of them. You would hope in the cons list. You would put Christian Ronaldo's name <laughs> because he should be a convict. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, look, uh, Kevin just said they had multiple meetings. Yes, it is fair to criticize. Uh, the attempt is enough uh, to criticize. You're right. You're right to suggest that yeah, look, as well. And, and as, uh, look, I'm, and that's a sporting Kansas City fan uh, saying that. So I think the, uh, from a, a sporting Kansas City fan perspective, they should be they probably, they probably be, be the most critical. Yeah, yeah, and the, and, the, and the loudest yeah. uh, about it. But I don't it, expect a Whitecaps fan to have a big, strong opinion <laughs> on the subject. Matter. But they, you know, the sporting KC did have their disco the discovery rights. 
Which also begs the question, why did you have Cristiano Ronaldo's discovery rights? Right, there's a, please. <laughs> no. Also, but, to Jamal, discovery <laughs> rights. <laughs> Look, you're going to, yeah. Premier League's going to institute it soon. Don't worry about it. Uh, soon enough. <laughs> and you remember, I always, the joke is like Columbus Crew has the discovery rights to Messi or something like right, that, right? right? And I don't think anyone knew who had the discovery rights to Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I, I mean, it's has very to be, interesting. I'm sure there's a list somewhere. If anybody has access to the list, uh, please send oh, it over. Dude, we'd love, love to, to go through We'd love to look through it. Who's uh, got the Mbappe discovery? <laughs> okay. Um, Did you see the Mbappe was at the Nets game, but he was sitting next to uh, Marco. Marco? The owner of Lucali. You say Marco, and I'm supposed to know who you're talking about? 100%. <laughs> what, Marco wearing dunks? <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? I think he was. I swear to God. He might have been wearing, like, dress shoes. I like his has no concept of, like, there's people listening and watching this that they don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, we would talk about it. <laughs> um, a nice co Bruce said, can the Cooligans get discovery rights for Holland? Bro, uh, I think he's wearing dunks. <laughs> Okay, Marco, what's more comfortable? No, he's wearing forces. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm glad we got the confirmation. Bro, that's important. Um, So the... Uh, if you must know, black forces, white soul with a white swoosh. Okay, yeah, we must, we must know. Um, so the fact that um, this uh, got as far as it did... I mean, this could have been any MLS team, right? I, it's just the... We all... Uh, heard the story. I was a little afraid because he had almost signed to Manchester City. Yeah, that there would be a potential he would end up on on the. Uh, yeah, it just it's, look, and, and a lot of Manchester United fans felt this exact thing when he went back to Manchester United. You know, diehard Manchester United fans were like, "I don't want him back. I don't want him on the team." Uh, like, they, and and you would see. People just like tell him, like, just hang it up, bro. You're done, uh, yeah. or or. Try to analyze games without even really addressing his existence. You know what I mean? Like just he's just he's already like an afterthought to the to the team. And and these are diehard Manchester United fans that can't let go of of uh, who shouldn't let go of of his past as a player as a person. Um, so this could have been any MLS team in this situation. It just happened to be Sporting Kansas City. So you wonder if there's. If Could you just imagine Cristiano Ronaldo living in Kansas City? <laughs> it's just a, it's a strange uh, <laughs> thing to think. Well, but, they're like, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ronaldo, this is James. He's going to be your fixer, your handler for your time here in Kansas City. And he's like, thank you very much. Uh, which way is the beach? <laughs> and then you're going to have to be like, sit down, Mr. Ronaldo. <laughs> so I know you don't there, like to take no there, for an answer, there, but <laughs> there was some quote like that, that he said about Kansas City that this is the, the type of project I would be interested in. And I was He's, like, what are you saying? I mean, with all due respect to Kansas City. You wake him up at 2 in the morning, and that's one of the media answers you give. But, He's but, like, uh, I'm very happy with the project. This is exciting. It is one of those uh, you know, corporate speak things. Of course. I'm like, what are you saying? Why would he this? He pulled that up on deck number four, <laughs> page four of the deck. Uh, Manchester Andrew said, Kansas City. <laughs> so good one. I put, I, I sent Manchester Andrew, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> So, um, look, it's a, it, it, I think it is a, a bit of a, 
uh, shock. If it if it would have happened, I think it. <laughs> Mike Thomas, but we have an old quarry filled with rainwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, bro! You want a cabana? I didn't know. I didn't know y'all get down. <laughs> damn. Mm, absorb those minerals. <laughs> uh, have so, you been to the lake? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, generally uh, pretty wild. But look, he's going to be in Saudi Arabia. I, look, the, I think what I hope that happens going forward is. I don't want to see, I don't want to see a Ronaldo highlight. I don't want to see a, I don't want to know the stats. That's it. You're done. You're done. You you made this decision. You you gone. You walk away. Yeah yeah yeah. You're, well, into the sunset. It's that continent <laughs> that deals with you now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, look, but realistically, he's he's still gonna be a part of the news in some way. Nick Red said if if Ronaldo came to Kansas City, he would have been immediately sued. <laughs> 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 well put, well put. Uh, great. Uh, so yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Hopefully, uh, we, you know, I, I, I think the the humiliation of Messi winning the World Cup sent him to, uh, you know, another. Somebody, <laughs> another, somebody tweeted out like a picture of Messi holding up the cup and a picture of Ronaldo holding up the Al Nasser shirt, mm-hmm. and they said, "What an absolutely brutal ending to this rivalry for Ronaldo <laughs> fans." And it's true. Right. And then on, uh, the- I actually will say, like, I know I joked around a lot, but this has to be really difficult for him. You know, on the way out, he said the reason he left Europe is because he won everything he possibly could in Europe. There was oh. nothing left to win. Of course, never the World Cup. <laughs> I know that's not just in Europe. Um, yeah, look, whatever. It, it's a you know he's getting paid something two hundred million dollars a, a season. I thought it was seventy five million. No, two hundred. That's the number. I, I saw I, Fabrizio. For Fabrizio. I'll, I'll go with whatever Fabrizio says. Yeah, it, it's a lot. In fact, can you pull up Fabrizio's thing? I want to know if Mudrik has been signed yet. There's uh, no, a lot no. of rumors that he was signed. He's I, I, the rumor was that he's in London, but I, but the I, guy who you talking about the guy the Arsenal fan who looked at zoomed in on all the shit he was yeah yeah at? yeah. No, if you the one thing he didn't look at was the damn clock. <laughs> he's in it's in he's in Berlin time, which is not obviously got it, got it. London, but go to click on Fabrizio Romano's thing. Want to see? Did, did Mudrik get signed yet? Nothing yet. All right. Not yet. Uh, Wait. Arsenal. Arsenal's second proposal for Mudrik is close to fifty million euros fixed fee plus add-ons. Shakhtar expect to make the make a decision. The clubs are in direct contact. Personal terms never an issue. All right. Come on. Oh, wait, is this guy good? What? Is you know what's funny? I've been sitting here saying like, yo, this dude is a little too thirsty for my like. He's he he. He puts on stories how he's watching Arsenal games. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a little too thirsty to make this move. I mean, granted, you want to leave a war torn country. I would be too. Mm-hmm. I'd be like anyone's. Out. I'd go to Al Nasser right now to get out. <laughs> but um, it's a little too thirsty. There's too much hype. You know what I mean? You know when there's just too much hype, but no one's really seen this dude play. Yeah. The one thing I will say is the Brighton coach was his former coach at Shakhtar, and um, he said this kid is Ballon d'Or level. Okay. So I mean, if your former coach got your back like that, then then I got then I gotta believe. Okay. So I hate the haircut though. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, right? it's a it's look, a little, a little it's a home look. improvement. <laughs> um, the uh, all right, uh, where should we uh, go from here? Um, let, let's talk about Arsenal. Arsenal are in first place in the Premier League. They are doing uh quite well. Uh, another- they seem unstoppable. They see. Well, I, I, look, I'll talk about Arsenal from an Arsenal perspective as mm-hmm. an Arsenal fan. You as a non-Arsenal fan, what do you see? Are we crazy? Because our fans are starting to believe. 
It's. Uh, I think this is a, a fair time to uh, to start believing. It's. It's a. They are. Th- this is why I'll give uh, uh, them a lot of credit. Is that um, Arsenal are doing a couple things. They're sometimes they, they uh, if, even if they give up a first goal, they still find a way to win. Um, they they don't look completely dejected after uh, just giving up a goal. They they're they're. Just the decision making has been stellar. Saka, Odegaard. Saka is next level. Saka's Martin br- Odegaard looks like uh, Ozil on coffee. Uh, okay, yeah, th- that's what th- there was uh, on Arsenal fan TV. Didn't somebody say um, when they were talking about Odegaard that the before he got to before he got there, he, they described him as he's Ozil but he works hard, uh, which I I guess I would agree. I but see that. Ozil is just you know. In his last few years at Arsenal, he's just he wasn't he wasn't putting in a shift like no. he, he was in the past. But we so. all remember World Cup Ozil and Euros Ozil. So that and obviously Real Madrid, he played incredibly well there. Yeah. So there's like we at least have the image of him succeeding at a very high level before he just got super lazy. And you know, uh Wenger, people talked about how Wenger just allowed him to be that. Wenger allowed him to show up to training whenever he wanted. And they were like, he's like, what, what are we going to teach him in training? Right. You see what he does? Like, if that's the kind of person he needs to be in order to be successful, we'll do that until it becomes a problem. Yeah. And then he left before it became a problem. Yeah, and the fact that Martin Odegaard is uh, already the team captain in yeah, such a short time for uh, being at Arsenal. He's a captain of Denmark. Yeah, yeah. It, it says uh, Holland. he's Nor Holland. he's Norway. 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 Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was thinking of Erling Holland. Yeah, I mean Alexis knows the Arsenal players uh, up and yeah. down. You guys, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, Matt yeah. Turner, great Norwegian player. <laughs> but um, th- there is a a uh, confidence and leadership that. Uh, and I think getting rid of players like Ozil, getting rid of players like Aubameyang. You had to get rid of the dead weight. Uh, and, and and when you say dead weight, it, it's it to me it's a little vague. It, it's there's a there's how's some, that vague? What have those players done since leaving? No, no. no. Uh, yes, their performances have not been the best. But every single Arsenal player is not. You know, Gabriel Jesus is not racking up a whole bunch of goals, but he's still a, a great player. And you would, you would still start him over Enketia, right? Because there is a... Actually, give me a little bit on that. Because Enketia is scoring more goals at, at a faster rate currently. It's been two games. Yeah. Than, than uh, Jesus has. That said, Jesus wasn't just asked to be a straight-up striker. He was asked to be a part of that, that forward group that is, you know, constantly moving, drawing attention away. Yeah. And he did that at a level that you could. Eddie Nketiah is not doing that. Eddie Nketiah is finding the back of the net. Uh, well, no, and I would look the the goal. Uh, Martinelli's goal. Um, Had in this world. Uh, who I forgot who they played. Who who was it? Which they, one? The 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 long pass from Odegaard. Um, and oh, that the, Martinelli ran the last one. Brighton. Brighton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, which also Martinelli. Why aren't you passing that ball to uh, for a tap in for Saka? Which is remarkable that he did. I can't believe he made that decision, but it worked out. I will say, had it not worked out, we'd all be like, Saka was <laughs> open. No, nah, it's just it was a that's that's even the fact that he did score it was also upsetting to me. I'm like, that is it, it is such a ridiculous decision to not pass that ball uh, and much much riskier. I think if you see something, his instinct. I mean, he's, he a, great, has, he's a great player. I'm not thinking anything. But. He's a, a, a winger slash forward that has a striker's mentality. So I don't mind. I will say, if that was Eddie and Ketty and not Saka running, you got to give him the ball. 
because he needs to continue to build his confidence if he's going to be a pump okay. striker. Yeah. Martinelli, we already know what we got. Martinelli, yeah. he not Martinelli, make the he not make the keeper for the goal. He had to literally do it. it. <laughs> Camilo Garcia says, "Shoot or shoot, bro. <laughs> Shooters do shoot, bro." You, yeah, I get. But to me, that 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 was the one that seemed un Arsenal esque. Like I, I would imagine Arteta after the game being like. Yeah, I'm glad you score, yeah, yeah. but that's not Bruh. what we do yeah, uh, yeah. here. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you don't score there. Granted, you <laughs> shot the ten out of ten, so fine. Right, right. Moving um, forward, but the, it, it, look, the, the 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 I actually think if if Eddie and Ketia keeps this up, it may not be as quick a return for Jesus as people are. Expecting. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, uh, it may it may cause a little bit of problems. How, how, how how many weeks is it? Two months or something like that? It's supposed to be three months. Three months, but okay. it's uh, everyone's saying mid February. Okay. Um, Look, if Arsenal keep and look, playing he won't the way be starting right away, either. Yeah. So, but that goal from Martinelli and Ketia is in in the box, in inside the the their own half. So he's the striker who is coming up to receive the ball and a draws. He draws the center back mm-hmm. out who, that can't catch up, who can't back up. Even if you draw out two steps, that's enough for Martinelli to burn you. Sure, sure. Because the center back is a big lumbering dude. But if you look at that play, Enketia is in, he's in basically, I I think he's past the center circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his own half. He's in his own half. Yeah, and and Odegaard, who delivers one of the greatest passes you'll ever see. The weight of it is... It like it's like it looks like it has a magnet to where Martinelli's going to run. It it was incredible. So it's just the... That that's the kind of thing where you see, when you have players that um, not only make great decisions but like clearly believe in each other outside of Martinelli with Saka, uh, but they believe in each other uh, and and their manager is is instilling this confidence in in all of them where where it doesn't matter who's in the game, you know trust your teammate to make the right decision. Everybody's right. just like they're they're just on point and and it's it's They're playing at an extremely You're high. not seeing it from the teams that you're usually used to seeing it from the last couple of years, Liverpool and Manchester City. Um dude, everyone else is dropping points around us. Look at the form. City with a draw, Newcastle with a draw. Who we're Look, uh we're recording this and we're streaming live before the Arsenal versus Newcastle game, which starts in about 40 minutes, and we will be watching, not live. I will be sitting on one of these couches, staring at the screen, yelling. Uh, but everyone around us is dropping points. Tottenham loses. Obviously, Manchester United won, but I don't think we'd all sit here and say this is the most solidified team. It still feels like they have a lot of they questions. Look, they look better. Than, they, look, they look better than they used to. Than when, you know, than with Ronaldo, without a doubt. Oh, just, my God. Just We've having sick. that. <laughs> By the way, people told us in the chat we were not, obviously, the guys that are here, people told us we were crazy. The comments on our YouTube are, you're absolutely insane. They can't possibly be better without Ronaldo. No. Oh. Yeah. They, they, Marcus Rashford. It's not even... It's nice to have a player uh, of Ronaldo's ability, sure. But when you deal What's with the his bag- ability, scoring goals—that's all he is now. But when you deal with the baggage that he comes is a with- black hole of attention, he is a black hole on the pitch. We said it before that if you're Bruno Fernandez, you can't even do what you do because you're constantly trying to force the ball into Cristiano Ronaldo so you can, you know, satiate his extreme desire for attention and scoring goals. Mm. That's it. What skills does he have left? Okay, that's it. None. That's yeah. it. One thing. He can score goals. Are right, you a He's bucket? A, what else are but you? I th- but are I, you a good teammate? No. Do you? Are you good in the in the dressing room? No. Do do yeah. other players want to be around you? Call you and text you? No. Do your own national team players uh, want to shake your hand? The answer is no. 
Only all, all you got is Piers Morgan. <laughs> okay. Now how'd that work out? The homie Piers. How'd Morgan. that work out, Piers? <laughs> Just another example of how you ruin the end of your own starlight career. What are you gonna do? Build yourself another statue on your island? I think Ronaldo needs to interview Andrew Tate next. You know, bro, they <laughs> should fight each other with knives duct taped to their hands. It's the only way I would enjoy that. So, uh, you know, also uh, Piers Morgan, a uh, big Arsenal fan, the big big Arsenal. I fan. am more embarrassed <laughs> that he's an Arsenal fan than Osama bin Laden. <laughs> so the, uh, but I think so. The example of like not being a bad, uh, not being a good teammate, and and how that affected Manchester United is uh, like the the uh, inverse is. Arsenal, Arsenal, they they just look like such a good team, and and we saw uh, NBC, uh, um, NBC Sports, were out uh, in, yeah. in uh, during uh, the holidays. Uh, they got they, to talk to everybody. Yeah, talk to everybody. Matt I was Turner, so jealous. Saka, uh, also January twenty first and twenty second. Uh, catch us in. Yeah, all. I think some people were confused by the tweet, the the post you put up. We are going to be there. We're not just promoting this event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. We are the hosts. <laughs> we are there. We're the MCs. You'll see us there, just like you saw us in Philly. Um, but the uh, the interviews with uh, like Bukayo Saka and and uh, th- there is a a lightness to their uh, just. Well, yeah, they're winning. You they're know, winning, but it feels good. But they're even just it's it's sort of beyond that. They're, they're even the the constant questions of like, do you think they can do it? Can they actually, uh, you know, can they actually maintain uh, in first? And this is when all the questions really, really begin. Okay, like, and it happens to every team that's in first. Um, but Arsenal, they uh, look. They, I think they're do, handling it professionally. I saw Ian Wright say this as well. Just like they're just like saying. One game at a time, one game at a time. They're not getting uh, ahead of themselves. But for a team like Arsenal that's not really used to being in this position the last decade, I think they're handling it pretty well. And and you see it in their play on the pitch. They're really they're not making bad decisions. They're not, uh, you know, even though they give up a couple goals here and there, they're not, like, terribly nervous. I think coming back from the World Cup, Arsenal probably looked the worst they've had because of the rust of just like not playing for uh you know a couple weeks. Also, the first time they played without Gabriel Jesus. Sure, yeah, and so you know the mistakes from uh, uh, Saliba, I thought were Saliba's had two iffy games. Yeah, I would imagine that's just not bad games. Getting, but there's moments where I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, I think chill. It's just getting back. Uh, you know, I think he didn't I, play at all in the World Cup, so you know. Right. It's and gonna take some time. I saw um Mikhail Arteta did mention <laughs> Rustagari said, I wish Piers was part of the Al Nasser deal. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, What do you mean I gotta move, dude? Um Mikhail Arteta did mention that a lot of the Arsenal players did go back uh to to the team early before they were mm-hmm. required to. So stuff like that. It's just like the morale seems good for Arsenal, and uh, you, they would still have to be your favorites. Man- Manchester City did drop points against Bro. my Everton football club. No, 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 your Everton football club assisted Arsenal. Damari Gray did to them what he did to <laughs> us, and I, I was, was there. Same goal. Same exact goal. Same goal. I had to watch that goal <laughs> in, in, in awe and shock and horror from the away section at Goodison. And then this man turns around and does it to Manchester City when we need Manchester City to drop to points. I was like, you know what, Damari? You did good. Yeah. Well, you sort of. So when you watch Manchester City play the last uh, couple of weeks, they they are playing with a little bit of the the discomfort and nervousness that you saw Arsenal play with last year. Well, the problem is, and I think this is a part of it as well, because Saliba is a massive difference. I said at the beginning of the season, 
that he would be the best center back in the league by the time Virgil van Dijk is done, which just goes to show how much I really believed that he was the answer for the style of center back we need. And I think he's proven he absolutely can that he can be that. Is he going to have moments where he doesn't play at the top of his game? Sure, and that's going to happen. He's young. He's 21 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, we finally extended his contract. But I think you're starting to see that where last year we had a defensive back line that wasn't exactly working as a well-oiled unit. And that's what you're seeing with Manchester City. They are susceptible at the back in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time. Right. And that's the thing about Manchester City. It's like they have they have the means to fix whatever issues they have. So how long will this last? You would assume, outside of maybe some financial fair play issues, you would assume they're going to be able to make some signings in January. They're going to be like, yeah, we ain't going to let this. We ain't going to sell two of our players to Arsenal and have them beat us. Sure. So we're going to fix this up. You know what I mean? And, yeah, they they yeah, I, I, they didn't. Um, you would think even with the players that they lost – that they wouldn't have much of a problem. And and with the start that Erling Haaland had, that, you know, how many goals does Erling have now? It's uh, I think it's... More than Everton. <laughs> is, it tw is it 20? I don't even know. He's, uh, I think he's at 21. Um, it, it's... It, I wouldn't say that they're relying on Erling Haaland too much, but it, it is a... He has 21 goals. 21 goals. All competitions or just Premier League? That's... I think it's just Premier League. Premier League. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> he has 27 yeah, so that's very, very one, good. One in the uh, one in the EFL Cup and five in Champions, uh, Champions League. Yeah. Um, oh my god! I, I look. Does it change the way Manchester City play? Of course it does. You would think it would change it for the better, but the the losing. I think players like Raheem Sterling, um, Cal. Uh, no, they got Calvin Phillips. Who else do they lose? Um, they lose Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus, Zinchenko, who wasn't uh, starting, Fernandinho. Mm -hmm. That these are the look. Rod, Rodri was is kind of the replacement for Fernandinho, I right? I wouldn't say they're a like kind exchange. No, no, but same similar position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, defensive midfielder, um, and and he was the one that makes the mistake that that mm -hmm. leads to Demari Gray's goal. So they just they're just not to the same caliber that they were that, that they've been the last couple of years. Do you think Pep? is losing that ability to sort of, I don't want to say like losing the locker room, but to some degree, that's what I'm asking. Do you think the pep magic is worn down with this, with this group of players? I think that happens with any group of players after a certain amount of time. They've, and that's yeah, what I'm yeah, asking. Yeah. Do so you think we're at that point now? But I, I agree with you. At some point, even so Alex Ferguson, they're like, we get it. You're Scottish. You know what I mean? Like at some point. <laughs> that's, yeah, that was the biggest complaint. They're like, yo, enough with the uh, Scott. I mean, I get Bruh, it. Pronounce a consonant <laughs> once in your life. Well, yeah. Um, at some point, your mystique wears. Your ability to inspire wears away. They've heard the stories. They've yeah, heard everything. I, I don't think we're there yet, but it is. Look, like, of course, if the standard is you're in first place all the time and now you're in second, I'm not going to say there's been some, you know, stark drop off. No, but we, we've never seen a Manchester City team like this not be able to click. And that's what we're seeing. Sure. I mean, we if, also, if it's system. a Champions League final, we know they can't click, right? No, they, they never <laughs> click. I, honestly, I think the priority, uh, and I could be wrong, I think the priority is to win the Champions League. I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I it, completely it, agree it, with you. And like, by the way, it should be. 
It should be. Y'all right. done won the league too many times. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, I, I think that's where they're uh, going to put a lot of the focus. Look, you don't want to you don't want to draw against Everton. I mean, that's that's a that's a terrible two points dropped for Manchester City and an amazing point for I, for Everton. Can I say this? Congratulations and thank you. Okay. We, <laughs> we needed it and you needed it, my friend. Happy, happy to help. It was. Uh, you know, it's almost like it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> where would we be? <laughs> Where would we be without you? <laughs> Sembi. <laughs> Is that what a Z? Or? Uh, so the, um, the I think the the bigger surprise here overall uh, with uh, especially with top four is Newcastle being uh, in top four. They drew. Um, so to the Arsenal conversation because you brought up Newcastle, mm-hmm. people ask we're like, oh, uh, someone says once we play one of the city games and we win, can we celebrate? Bro, we got to play Manchester City twice and Newcastle twice in this half of the season. Nice. I am more worried now about Newcastle because they just don't go away easy. Right, right. This last match was a bit of an anomaly. But what out of those, the Arsenal team that you see, we've got two games against Newcastle. Again, one is right after this. So if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. But we got two games against Newcastle, two, ga- two games against Manchester City. A potential of, what's that? That's 12 points. Right? Yeah. How many points do you think Arsenal takes from those four games? All things being equal to today. Um, I would. How many points? I mean, I'm going to say they. I think they beat Newcastle twice. I think I think they're much better than Newcastle, and I think they. Uh, that means we we beat them at home and at St James. Yeah, I think so, and and that I think Arsenal that good, and and I think they um, lose one against City and win one against City. Which one we win? Home. Ooh. Win at home. So you think we take nine points? Um, yeah, I think so. Wow. Arsenal good. I mean, I, I, I think they, they are, are, look, unless, you know, barring any kind of injury or something like that, but I think Arsenal are a better team, top to bottom, than Manchester City. Easy. And then at Newcastle, they've had a good run, and they're, and they're playing very well, but I don't think they're close to... Arsenal right now. If you had to guess right now who wins the league, what would you say? Uh, I, I think Arsenal hold on. I'm not even going to say none. I'm just going <laughs> to let that sit. I think they can do it. I think I why I think you're crazy is one. I'm an Arsenal fan, so it's hard for me to be like, yes, yes, yes. Like I'm one of those people that like I don't celebrate anything until the checks in the you know in right, the bank. Right. Is it did it clear? Like can I spend something? All right, then <laughs> woo, we did it. Like uh, it's hard for me to really accept. That were that good because I've seen us collapse. But I remember sitting in our old Fubo TV studios before COVID. Troops was on the couch, and we were talking about um, Arteta. And I said, "Yo, this is the guy. I'm telling you, this is the guy. He's going to lead us to the promised land. I'm telling you, he's going to be our manager for 20 years." And he's like, "No, you're wrong, blood. He's going to be sacked in the first year. This is the wrong choice. He blah 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 blah. He's never managed before." And I'm like, "I don't know how to explain it to you, but trust me when I tell you, I believe in this man. Like if." If yeah. everyone said this is the guy, we should believe he's the guy. And to see it happening is incredible. So, but it's still, I still remember, you know, what's his name? Welbeck scoring that goal against, you know, Leicester off the off the off the tape up, off the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And still not being able to win. Still not being able to do enough to win the league and letting Le- Leicester City win the league. It was that I still remember those moments, so it's hard for me to say. And also, I don't think you're giving Newcastle enough credit. Eddie Howe has completely changed his team. Miguel Almiron. I mean, yeah, Eddie Howe is lovely, but also the the huge injection of cash has changed. What the injection team. of cash? No, let's be honest. What have they bought? Trippier, Trippier, whatever yeah. his name is, Trip- injured for a lot. 
Bruno Guimaraes, however you want to pronounce right. it, absolutely incredible find. Chris Wood. <laughs> no, they've been at, uh, who else? They have a couple. Uh, these uh, Miguel Amiron uh, scoring uh, like seven games in a row. That. Came before. I'm just saying. Just That's saying. Eddie Howe. That's Eddie Howe. He came before that. He was a uh, he was well, Mike no, Steve Ashley. Bruce was there. When well, Mike Ashley, the owners, right, the right, right. Purchased them. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Eddie Howe changed him and changed the system that allows him to play. Chris Wood, uh, Isaac, Isak, however you want to pronounce his name, who's is injured, injured so, yeah. as well. What they they haven't spent a lot of money. He took roughly the same team Steve Bruce had, made them good, added a few pieces, and now they're great. They have not spent a lot of money. They will start spending money. Great, great is a stretch, but yes, they are good. They are good. No. <laughs> okay. Um uh, Cesar Garcia said uh uh of uh of of course or of fucking course. First season of Cooligans was hilarious with Alexis Rants week after week. But like a, the first year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that was rough. Was rough <laughs> times, man. Okay. Um uh, uh Mike Thomas said Newcastle one year off from being a force. I don't think you're giving Newcastle enough credit, and I don't think you give Eddie Howe enough credit. You asked me. If Arsenal will beat Newcastle, they, I, I think they will beat them fairly easily. I think we beat them once. I, uh, maybe we draw them at, at, at St. James. So Miguel Amiron, how many goals does this man have? This guy is absolutely like killing it. Eight, nine nine goals. goals. All in the Premier League. Jack many, Grealish, uh, his favorite player. Bro, Jack Grealish is like, <laughs> I don't know what I did to this man. He stole my juju. Yo, Jack Grealish needs to say something negative about us. All right? Yo, no, we need to say something negative about our bank account, bro. <laughs> we need to, we're trying to succeed out here. Get in here, bro. Um, how many goals is he in the season with? Uh, I mean, on 15. 15. You think he gets to 15? You think he gets another six? Yeah. I could see it. I think he scored like one, one in the last seven matches. Yeah, he's Besides been the last one. He's been uh just seeing seeing the when he first got to Newcastle to now that you you can you know sometimes you um I, I have this kind of I don't know if it's bias or whatever, but you just think like you're a professional soccer player. You mm-hmm. you get it. Why, how much different is it from country right. to country? Like what, it rains a little the- more here. What's the difference? <laughs> There's a little what? There's fog yeah. what? You can't see the thing. No guns here like in America. Really what no is really the di- but there is um you know, we know Miguel Amiron is a great player. We know he's he's fast enough for the league. The league is not too fast for him, but I think what the the difference you're seeing from then to now is the there's a little bit that he's playing with more confidence, but you can see that the defenders who are defending against him also see that he is playing with confidence. You know what I mean? There's a certain thing they're that happens. Him a little bit of extra they space. They give him an extra space because you're like, all right, I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. a couple clips. I saw what Jack said about you. Yeah, he seems to not be confused like he used to be. Right, right. And, <laughs> yeah. and he was making a lot of mistakes early on uh, when he first got there. And just like, just uh, look, just clumsy. Just didn't yeah. uh, adjust. And that is just like not it now. He's just like, I'm a veteran yeah. of this uh, Premier League. He's 28. He's 28. He's like, bruh. Been here, done. I know I look like I'm seven. He's not with you guys. <laughs> right. Whatever weird we got disease you have. You know, Gary Coleman disease. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Benjamin Button over here. Both of y'all smile a lot. Y'all skinny. And you look 16. But he's he's a grown-ass man now. And he's uh, adjusting quite well. And this, like, and, and this he's, he's, he's where he needs to be. He's making, um, you know, uh, great passes. And and he is also playing like a in a different position that he, that, that wasn't what he was he playing when he was at Atlanta United. So Beautiful. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's great to see. But you can you can clearly see that the maturity 
uh, that's probably the biggest difference from the, from then and and now. He's just been uh, just uh, Kirby D called him the babyface assassin. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, bro. Yeah, let's go, Pele babyface, bro. <laughs> uh, do you know his full name? Miguel Amiron. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. There's a very famous name. There's a very obvious name that comes after Miguel almost always in Spanish. Angel. Yeah. All right. So it's Miguel Angel Amiron. You won't know his last name. Rejala. I say it again. Rejala. Rejala. R e j a l a, Rejala. Yeah, Miguel Angel y Almirón Rejala. That is so Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a, a Spanish prince, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, uh, my accounting. Yeah, I do with the offices of Miguel Angel <laughs> Almirón Rejala. So the uh, I, I think uh, where we should wrap up because the game's about to kick off in a couple minutes is uh, any concern about Liverpool? Liverpool have Yo, been. Yo, someone put in the chat that Klopp is also dusty, bro. Klopp is looking a little bit dusty. Bro, uh, what's going on? They they lost to um uh, who did they lose to I, I I can't remember the games I just saw yesterday you're you're pulling in Alexis they who they lose to Villa Villa yes, yes. okay yes uh Liverpool were almost saved by VAR repeatedly um but it was not enough because it, if if VAR didn't get involved they would have, they would have been down like four or five uh goals hey as an Arsenal fan i absolutely love VAR i don't want no disrespect <laughs> to VAR this week until no, this game starts it was uh, they were the right calls but i i th- i think i don't know if it's simply the injuries that Liverpool have had, I think maybe not having uh, Luis Diaz. They did sign uh, Cody Gagpo, right? We, mm-hmm. and which that was also a big thing. In the last, you got a lot to do, Cody. <laughs> there was, that was also a big uh, issue, right? Because Manchester United uh, apparently was a lock. And Virgil van Dijk, I guess, called his homie, his, his Dutch homie, and he said, like, Sir Alex Ferguson. And he's like, yo, you don't want to beat it with them dusty fools out there. Nah, man. Man, you want, sh- we got a dusty coach out here that would need some help. Bro, that shit weak. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> like, damn. Bro. Wow, Virgil. You I didn't realize you were this clever. Yo, Virgil. Damn, bro. Were you on Biggie's second album by any chance? Oh, man, clever Van Dyke. All right. Let's go. Okay. Uh, little, I, I, I think that the the interesting thing in that game was that every time they gave up a goal, whether it got turned back or not. Oh, it was Brentford. Brentford. Mm-hmm. Villa played who? who Without Tony, by the way. That's right. Villa played. Villa won. Who they play? I forgot who they play. Uh, city. Wasn't it City? Darn. They drew the City. There are too many they? games. No, they didn't Villa win? Villa won against somebody. <laughs> oh, I, I hope it's Tottenham. I should just look it up. I think it was Tottenham. Uh, it was. was to yes, the nail. To the nail. Sorry, apologies. Thank you, Villa. Thank you for the correction. What, what we we should talk more about Villa. <laughs> uh, ben just going and said Pele Van Dyke. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that man, he will live forever on this show. Let's go. Bro. Um, so, oh, yes. Yeah, so they did lose to uh, Brentford, but the <laughs> Virgil Van Dusty said. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Getting cooked. I Yo, guess. <laughs> go back to your windmill, my G. We don't need you out here. Um, the <laughs> Virgil Band bike. <laughs> looks See, we were missing this throughout yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. Where was this? Where was the chat? <laughs> the um uh, so the I thought the interesting thing was every time Brentford scored, they uh, they would go uh to to the, the camera would go to Jurgen Klopp, and Jurgen Klopp would just be smiling like this this Frustrated he smile. Does, uh, 
He just said, <laughs> they're like, really? Yeah. Really? Y'all y'all going to do me like this? Is you this know? happening? I, I don't even recognize my team anymore. Right, right, right. Who coaches this? Me? Uh, oh. I, I don't know if it's if it's a thing where, look, the, the, the Brentford scored a lot, even though two of them got turned, uh, got taken back from uh, by VAR. But there was Liverpool were giving up goals on set pieces. I mean, I get Virgil Van Dusty is kind of accurate because Bro. they you couldn't get anything physically past these dudes. I mean, they were just too they were too much bigger and stronger. Him and, and Joe Matip, they they were just uh, uh, generally they're mm. just like can get to every 50-50, you know, like any aerial ball. That's just really not that much of a concern. But Virgil van Dijk, to me, is is looking a little bit, looking like he's suffering from, you know, Ozil's thing. Of just the effort, I don't know, it doesn't seem like when he first got there. That's all. Um, who's the midfielder they lost this season? Uh, that's not there. Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool, who'd they lose? Who was the guy, the defensive midfielder that they had last season? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the dude's name. But once he left, it was like that whole right-hand side isn't, you know, uh, working well. Henderson also isn't there to cover or hasn't been there at the, at the level yeah. uh, to cover for Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's like that whole – Virgil van Dijk is a great center back, still is a great center back, can't do it on his own. By the way, Kevincho said uh, every Dutch player is Bobo from now on, <laughs> uh, and I'm a Liverpool fan. <laughs> You can't. It's hard to be alone. You know what I mean. We always talk about how center backs are partnerships. You also need the players in front of you to to cut off most potential attacks. Right. You need the, everything working as a unit. And Jurgen Klopp, I get that you have this, you know, heavy metal football and gegen pressing, but you need the pieces to do that. I agree. But in this game in particular, that wasn't really the case. Liverpool had more possession. They had the ball most of the time. It's just. On set pieces, they, that's where their confusion seemed to be. But that's what I mean. Like, you need to have people that are there. It's a full 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. Set pieces they, they, are part of it. They, they just seem to uh, switch off at, at just the wrong times, and they did it about five times. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so, Pretty consistently. <laughs> so it, it, I'm going to chalk it up to it, this is just a bad game, but Liverpool have had a, a, a disappointing season, uh, to say the least. I know... Um, you know, I don't think they're going to do that much more than Cody Gagpo in the in the transfer window. Uh, Jude um, Bellingham next year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, that seems like it's a done. I'm deal. saying, but for this season, I, I don't think there's there. I think they're going to go with what they got, and maybe here's the big fear: they don't get into Champions League. Right, that's yeah. the big fear because then Jude Bellingham's going to be like, "Do I want to go?" I mean, it's got look. Newcastle. <laughs> Luke, Sturge, maybe, <laughs> Luke Sturge just said Liverpool broke bad on set pieces. <laughs> For real. Uh, I do want to talk about Conte saying he goes, yeah, people were talking about Tottenham being, you know, title contenders. He's like, what? That made me laugh. He's like, that's funny. No, no. He's like, we're fifth at best. Yes. Uh, he, he Are you cool with a manager talking this openly and honestly? The Am I cool with it? I mean, I don't know. I think the context is important. If you're a Tottenham manager... That's the context. <laughs> <laughs> the context. Uh, Very um, nice. If you are uh, the manager of Tottenham, you got you to gotta be delusional on camera. You well, got to be like, we you know this club is a top greatest, club and yeah. we got to work hard but and blah, blah, blah. You he can't, even said you can, you can uh, strive to be a champion when you're a team that's won things. Sure. 
Yeah. Like, damn, bro. <laughs> it's not. Look, he's he's having the. You got no trophy case. Says your own manager, bro. He has to. You know, he's a representative of the club, so he should. But he's, yeah, that's what I mean. He's kind of. He's but he's speaking like a freelancer. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's speaking like his his consulting contract. <laughs> yeah, this is his exit interview. Okay. He did the best he could. Okay. Do I have a Spurs tattoo on me? Don't talk to me like this, bro. You, you know? W two. You ain't ten ninety nine. You need to have some. You buy, you got to buy in. Look, he he. I think you know. Uh, being that um, frank about it uh, is is probably not beneficial or helpful in any way, and it doesn't stir up any you know encouragement and excitement with uh, the fan base. Uh, you know, I'm watching uh, clips or of. Or are it. they used to it? Well, I'm watching clips of like uh, expressions and and dying slowly, losing it. <laughs> bro, his stream broke. That's how that's how rough <laughs> his life is going. Um, you know, and 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 angry Tottenham fans are are. For, it's not as fun as angry Arsenal fans. Let's I say. disagree. I I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> it's look as a neutral of both. I'm like it's not as entertaining because there is no history of of success and and you know it's just. It's just constant losing <laughs> and constant disappointment. So you're just like, oh, man, I feel bad. I mean, like, I don't want to be that man. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Shouts to all the time. There's a certain fans. joy in seeing Arsenal fans upset because it's, it comes from almost a place of entitlement. So it's like I feel okay being it's like, like it's roast, entertaining to me. Roasting someone and you're like, dude, have they had not had enough? <laughs> just let them walk, right? Uh, but no, they, they – and I think this happens to Tottenham every year – where there's they you know they go into every year with like Richarlison's here we got this new excitement there's like somebody somebody's gonna break the Babe Ruth curse you know what right, I mean somebody somebody yeah. now, now, hopefully not, not in my lifetime <laughs> it's not Richarlison Rastagari said Conte doing the Mourinho third season arc all in a season <laughs> bro you are hundred percent right except wait didn't Mourinho win already after that third to get Mike to that Thomas third would say you play to win the game <laughs> like, bro, great it's just a classic Conte man he's just like what are we well who's the champion <laughs> that's not what I'm hey, going for. Be realistic, yeah, okay, bro. Chill, yo. You he doesn't even there. instill hope in his no. in his team, and you can't do that. That's where I say, like, all right, that's not the that's not the proper way to to handle the media. I, you know what though, I kind of like it. it. It's right now with Arsenal winning and that happening, it makes me feel. <laughs> if good. it's if it's the Arsenal manager doing that, you're not saying that. I mean, uh, you know, Unai Emery essentially <laughs> did that. <laughs> Just to Unai Emery though for beating Tottenham as a Villa manager. Um, Harry Kane has how many goals this season? <laughs> and Ice Cold Bruce said, Spurs are who we thought they were. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, but that's every week. That's every that. week. <laughs> he has, dude, he has, that, that can't be right. Who? Harry Kane has uh, 23 goals in all competitions. Uh, Does that sound right? 13 goals for Tottenham, one assist. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. They've been awesome playing in Champions League. Uh, well, one goal in Champions League, eight in Europa. Is that not right? No. They they take that this year. Season? That's what it's last says. year they were in Europa. This year they're in Champions, right? Not crazy, yeah. Because that's why Richarlison went there to begin with. Well, he's got thirteen goals in the Premier League. Um, the he had a he had a stinker. No, the, he had eight goals one. in Europa. He must have scored a couple of hat tricks in some of the games in Europa. Is this is this twenty twenty two? Not this twenty twenty three. I don't know why would Europa stats be in what you're looking at. Maybe for the all goals in 2022. I don't know. To be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Let's just go with 2022-2023 uh, Premier League. By the way, this is 
Europa. No, 2020-2021. Somebody Why would I even look that up? Andrew Johnson just said, yo, 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 go look at the Greg Berhalter statement. My, okay. Oh, this is live. We're live. Let's what see. could he have possibly said? Well, uh, while we're at it, Harry Kane has to leave, I think, in order for any chance to win. It, USMT issues a statement. Okay. Uh, yeah, this just a minute ago. While we obviously would oh, have... All right, hold okay. on. Let me, uh, let me put it on while the While we obviously would have wanted to advance further in the World Cup, I'm very proud and grateful of our player staff and everyone at US Soccer and all the U.S. NT fan, U.S. national team fans worldwide who support us. Our performance relied on hard work and extraordinary energy commitment to those on and off the pitch during years of preparation. There are so many positive examples of how the squad came. To, oh, no. Is this about Gio Reyna? That squad came together uh, making uh, so many different types of sacrifices in all pursuit of our group's shared vision. I'm looking forward to continuing my conversations with U.S. soccer about the future. But now is the time for me to publicly share some personal information on which a third party as used against my family and me. During the World Cup, an individual contacted U.S. Soccer saying that they had information about me that would, quote, take me down. In apparent effort to leverage something very personal from long ago to bring about the end of my relationship with U.S. Soccer. This is a difficult step to take, but my wife, Rosalind, and I want to clearly and directly share the truth. This is a story that belongs to us, and uh, but hopefully there are lessons from our relationship that can be valued to others. What could this possibly could be? This be? This is insane. You I read the next part? I'll read the next. Said, in the fall of 1991, I met my soulmate. I had just turned 18 and was a freshman in college when I met Rosalind for the first time. There was a familiar feeling when we spoke. Rosalind was and is an amazing person, determined, empathetic, fun to be around, and we connected immediately. It felt like we had known each other for years. We had been dating for four months when an incident happened between us that would shape the future of our relationship. One night, while out oh, drinking no. at a local bar, Rosalind and I had a heated argument that continued outside. It became physical, and I kicked her in the legs. There You're are a soccer player. That's like a boxer punching someone. Right, right, right. So uh, I'm very serious. Uh, there are zero excuses for my actions that night. It was a shameful moment and one that I regret to this day. At that time, I immediately apologized to Rosalind, but understandably, she wanted nothing to do with me. I told my parents, family, and friends what happened because I wanted to take full responsibility for my behavior. Rosalind also informed her parents, family, and friends while the authorities were never involved in this matter. I, I voluntarily sought out counseling to help learn, grow, and improve. One of the most valuable decisions that I ever made to this day, that type of behavior has never been repeated. Uh, I fear that I lost my soulmate. And then out of the blue, seven months later, I received a call from Rosalind asking if we could speak in person. We met and discussed how we had grown and decided to rebuild our relationship. Rosalind shared that her family supported this decision. And by working through what had happened, we both realized that our love, trust and respect for each other was the strongest was stronger than the incident and occurred that had occurred months earlier. Since then, Rosalind and I have lived to, lived together in five different countries, three different states, have met and remain friends with many wonderful people from around the world. All of these people have witnessed the strong relationship we have uh, and the loving family that we have built together. The lessons learned from that night over three decades ago became the foundation for a loving, devoted, and supportive relationship, which we honored and celebrated with our 25th wedding anniversary this past weekend. I'm sharing this story after 31 years because it's important to understand that it was an event that shaped me but doesn't define me. It was a single isolated event over three decades ago and a terrible decision made in a bad moment by an 18-year-old. Rosalind and I have been on an amazing journey together. We have raised four wonderful children who are aware of what happened. Uh, we are very proud of our marriage, our relationship, the family we have built, and the people we have become. As a team, we uh, emphasize 
accountability, honesty, and growth. Those aren't just principles we instill within the team. It is how I live my life. The foundation of any good team is using the past as an opportunity to learn and get better. People can mis- people can make mistakes and learn from them. People can also be forgiven for their mistakes. Thankfully, Rosalind forgave me. The intention of this statement is to provide transparency and to reinforce that a single bad decision made by a teenager does not necessarily define him for the rest of his life. We will not hide from this. We Uh, didn't then and we won't now this is our story we have fully cooperated with the u.s soccer investigation into this matter and while we would prefer not to speak about something so personal from so long ago in such a public forum we're embracing this opportunity to share what has shaped us and how much we have grown and learned from this over the past 31 years thank you rosalind and greg berhalter wow Wow, I did not expect that to be the statement not at all apparently someone he had to create this account just to share this uh, Andrew Johnson said he made all new social media accounts to release as he quit Twitter and Instagram during uh, STC. Wow. What is STC? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. So, uh, so I think the, I mean, obviously this is uh, obviously a very sad story and obviously uh, unfortunate. I think the... Unfortunate is a great term. The... Uh, a great word for it the term the, but the thing about it being used against him to ruin his relationship with u.s soccer so someone's trying to blackmail him. right right which is uh obviously very shitty and to take a you know a personal uh you know moment in this person's life and use it against him you know he, this person has clearly has nothing to do with greg's marriage no, or family unless it was rosalind who reached out to him exactly you know what i mean that's exactly. the only person who hey here's what i'll say uh never hit a woman under any circumstances, don't hit a woman. Uh, Tell us to Dana White, bro. Huh? See Dana, Dana White? Of course I saw that. <laughs> just another. Just also, an- the guy's a, a, a shaved gorilla. Right, right. Hitting a woman. <laughs> so obviously you don't, hit a, you don't hit women. But what I will say is that was a long time ago. Not that that's an excuse, but they've... they've it sounds like they've worked gone through, through worked through and gone through whatever uh, challenges that, you know. So what I'll say, if Rosalind is at the point where she trusts him, our opinion should matter. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes with this. Obviously, women that are in abusive relationships and can't get out. There's a lot more to this. Sub- this specific situation seems like it's been resolved. Yeah. And why are we, I mean, to bring this up to try to blackmail somebody... I, I don't understand why you would want to take down. Yeah, it's know. very it's it's very shitty. Um, and I think it's it. I guess for it to happen during the World Cup, which is obviously a very tense time for for every country that is involved in the World Cup. Damn, um, bro! It's it, it's look. I mean, it, it's a little bit of, and I I, I don't want to. Uh, uh, minimize this, but we we di- I think we had a conversation about this about how like the U.S. missing. Now I understand why the man who runs says turns to Eric Winalda. I'm heard talking about But I I think the 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 drama from this is like the uh is the thing we the the seediness the awful uh the the uh, blackmail the, like you know what I mean it, there's a even though it's horrible and you don't want things like this, uh, like this to happen, but weirdly enough, this is like in in uh, in a lot of other countries where soccer is the predominant sport. This right. is this is par for the course. Look up, dig up dirt on people. To, I mean, it's like politics. It's right, that right. Big, you know, when when someone's running against you, 
you do you you're supposed to look up dirt on yourself to know what might be coming right. at you. So you hire people to say, yo, go dig through my past. Let me know what might be coming up. And then you dig up the other person's past so you can start to right, right. manufacture. Oppo, 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 Oppo research. research. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the the problem here, who benefits by taking down Greg Berhalter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is really, what's the golden goose that you're after? Only one person. Garrett Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only person. I mean, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, who is trying to blackmail yeah. Greg Berhalter? Sunil Gulati trying to run it back? <laughs> I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. It is, it, that's the confusing part. I mean, it's, is it somebody that wanted to ruin the how the U.S. did during the World Cup or something along those lines? I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's awful. So I, look, but I, I'm I'm trying to like understand the motive at the very least. The chat seems to think it might have been someone from the Burr Halter out fan base, unless they're joking. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann. I mean that that <laughs> ship has sailed. I, uh, I you know to be honest with you, I mean it's I think horrific, and I think if someone says or kick Alexis because I said you don't hit a woman, hit a woman with any body part or any <laughs> object. Um, I just thought, especially in a relationship, you don't do that. Um, and I think that goes without saying. I would hope so. Um, obviously, like Dana White. Unfortunately, we're not at that point yet as a society. Which is right, right. And then let's, I know some people are going to be like, "Well, she she hit him first. Whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't like, matter. I know that she did, it but matter. it does not matter. It does not matter. <laughs> I could care less. It doesn't matter. Uh, in this situation, uh, what a horrific thing to bring up from that's essentially buried in thirty years of this relationship's past. Right. I will say if Rosalind comes out and says, no, he's been abusive since, then we have a different That's conversation. A different thing. But if this is, if we're going to take it for what this is, one, yeah, dude, not good. I'm going to let Rosalind and her family and her friend group and, and all that and her you know support group handle that. And if they did that 30 years ago, then, dude, I feel bad that he even had to do this. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is. Like absurd. Somebody said it crossed uh, it crossed the line um, to 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 do something like this. I mean, not not to make the statement, but obviously to try to blackmail a person or a, our, you know. Dude, I love that our chat doesn't take anything seriously. We have was it Cloudy Arena question mark <laughs> and uh, Crimson Pizza said Shyamalan twist. It was Dave Sarakin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, uh, just absurd. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the more than anything, you know, it, I mean, it's difficult to make a statement like this, but you got to think about the Berhalter family. Is is children? Is every everybody's just like we, and you got to clear the air. You got well. I mean. It, you have to clear the air, but uh, because somebody's trying to blackmail you, but this is not, this seemed to be something that was resolved uh, within the family. And for it to make, make it, it's like it, the purpose of it is to embarrass everybody, to embarrass everyone. Right. And, it, and it does, even though they try to em- embarrass maybe Greg Berhalter directly, it does affect his family. So yeah, that, it affects that, that, everyone else. That's involved. the part that is. Uh, I didn't even know what Greg Berhalter's wife's name was. Yeah. Until right this moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look, uh, this sucks. I mean, I don't know what how if this is going to affect uh, the possibility of him returning as a manager uh, for, for the U.S. Uh, men's national team. There's some decisions to be made there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, obviously an interesting thing. Uh, thank you for sharing, Andrew, for <laughs> this. Yeah, was thank a, you for because we would have been like, oh, why didn't we know this during the stream? Right. So, right, so appreciate it. Um, all right. We should we should wrap up because we got a, mm-hmm. there's a couple of Premier League games that are going on right now. Uh, and a reminder, thank you, everybody, uh, everybody who uh, tuned in during the World Cup. If this was the, the first time you uh, tuned into 
the Cooligans. We appreciate you. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. So our shows are usually, uh, we record them Mondays and Tuesdays live on YouTube, and they're available as a podcast on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, And we cover uh, European soccer, uh, European football one day, and then American soccer and uh, you know uh, on the other day. So... Uh, that's the the you know for the new folks. Uh, that's the way to do it. And then we have uh, no cap recap, which, uh, which is our uh, podcast exclusively on Patreon, uh, where we talk about the behind the scenes, some of the stuff. Sometimes we travel, uh, everything that goes on, uh, not in this room. Uh, you know, we will. That, that's where you can get all that entertainment. So mm. boom, we did it again. Uh, it's nice to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, big things. In 2023, and a reminder: if you're gonna, uh, if you're in Orlando or in Florida, come out to uh, the Premier League Fan Fest. We will be the MCs uh, hosting. There's, there should be probably like 10,000 people there. It should be, it's gonna be pretty huge. wild. It's uh, gonna be huge. And let me tell you something: NBC puts on a party, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. So uh, you can go. You can register. Uh, you can see our pin tweet. You can see it there or uh, NBC.com, NBCSports.com/slash/something. Premier League Fan Fest Orlando, I think. But look, go to our pin tweet at Soccer Cooligans on Twitter. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Enjoy 2023. Peace, everybody. Love you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.